I'm pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I cannot feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Did we indulge? Did we indulge just a little too much this holiday just, period? Just a teeny tiny bit, dear family. It was a pleasant visit. I must leave now. Bring out the kebabs. Oh no! <laughs> so it sounds like you had a good time. Y- yes, yes, very much so. Although, definitely the case of you know, been trying to do a little bit of portion control with the food for various reasons. And I've managed to do that, and I've realized that, mm, okay, intermittent fasting, there might be something to it. Hmm. There's an ongoing conversation about how important breakfast really is, but, you know. But there are these moments in everybody's calendar where indulgence is the order of the day, right? Mm -hmm. This is what we're here for. Which is what we're here for. (laughs) Hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I am Moggy, and I am joined by Jeff. Hey, guys. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And yes, we are back from the break from our overlapping holiday periods with our 21st episode. And we thought that we would just try and clear the palette for everybody involved after a very tech-heavy, hobby-heavy previous episodes. We're now going to be talking food and travel, some of our favorite things in the world. Oh, yeah. I get it, in the world, travel. That's the way you did that. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, Jeff, no. (laughs) This is what we have to put up with. (laughs) I'm going to sit here in my corner and enjoy these terrible jokes I think happened. Oh, well, a sense of humor and a globetrotter. (laughs) I don't know about you and the listeners, but I know Jeff and I, when we travel and have traveled together, food plays a huge part in how we plan our getaways, plan how we go around the city. That's a major thing, yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, we're going to this place. What's it famous for? Let's go try that. What cool places? What does the Google say about what, what are the coolest, most fun places to eat? And then you kind of just waddle around the city, slowly getting slower and breathing heavier as you finish out the day. <laughs> What's that? Another Waffle House? Oh, yes, please. Mmm, <laughs> waffles. Because Mm. I know when I travel, it tends to sort of trigger, I don't know, something in me where I really get to be like, I want to know the best places to go. I need to research it. I need, you know, star ratings. I want to see reviews. I don't want to just walk into random restaurants and then come home and find out that I was in the city with the best coffee five years running as voted for by so-and-so. Well, like when we went to Oslo. Exactly. When we went to Oslo and we looked, we looked at the, there, were, there were a couple world-famous coffee shops. Yeah. We hadn't looked that up. No idea. We would have we would have probably never gone into them. No, because like well there was and that absolutely phenomenal neat. one that had won awards multiple years in a row. And it wasn't even in the center center. Like you had to make a specific trip to this, you know, particular suburb to go to it. And it was, you know, obviously worth it. The coffee was great, but it wasn't like on the inside, it just looked like a coffee shop. Mm, except for all so the, it you know, the more awards. like a store. It was, it was... <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, yeah, you know, like, oh, that's a lot of awards. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was, it, it was pretty cool. I'm, I'm a little bit in the boat of sometimes ignorance is bliss. Uh, I, I, I fall in the latter camp where I will waffle around the city and discover <laughs> spots as I go, not particularly seek them out. 
That's a very nice misuse of words there. Instead of waddle, you waffle around the city. (laughs) Just imagining you just sort of like Ah. walking around with like a Belgian waffle in hand, just, you know, munch, munch. Still a higher level of kebab in the blood. Please, please don't bite me. (laughs) He's more kebab than man at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it does make it like, so for us, it's definitely like a, a plan thing, but while mm. you like Murdoch, you just kind of like to just wander into places and discover it. Mm. Like, I will take recommendations. I, I, I will take recommendations from people who've lived in the city or passed through it. If there's something that they specifically think was, you know, exceptionally good, I will go and find it. But I will not put in the extra effort to do the research to find the absolute best of the best that there, there is to experience. Mm. There is a difference. Which may or may not be. Mm. Definitely. Uh, it may or may not be the right approach, but it is. Well, I, don't think, I don't think there is a right approach. I think it's, mm. it's just different approaches. There's mm. a right approach for you. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, oh, I know key. personally, I would feel like I missed out if I discovered that I was in a city that was famous for a certain type of food or had a particularly good cafe restaurant, and then I didn't go. But I know to some people, the, the joy of just sort of wandering around and discovering things that's more important to them or at least that's how they naturally gravitate to it it might not even be a decision more towards i'm going to this city i will see what's there rather than let's get out our uh, you know map and graph paper and and spreadsheets and spreadsheets ah, I, I, yes. I will plan pie the charts. most efficient trip here mm. <laughs> i need a pie chart yeah. it's just a chart of where chart pie, shall... it's just a chart of where all the pies are in the city mm. I shall take out my pie chart <laughs> and I shall take out my graphs and I shall finally solve the optimization problem of the traveling salesman in which I can find, you know, the shortest path between all the points <laughs> in order to get to, you know, <laughs> maximize my utility of this, of this trip. Oh, well, no, 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 uh, you've got to be, you so be cautious here because I, they're, they're, you can go too far in one direction, maximizing utility and perhaps you won't maximize your stomach-ility. I don't know. It's a word now because you've got to go from like <laughs> breakfast. Is it though? Well, you've got to go <laughs> from breakfast. I'm just gonna let this one to, slide. <laughs> you've got to go from breakfast to mid-morning coffee to a snack towards lunch towards your afternoon coffee. You know, if you just go from like okay, these two places are next to each other. You might have a breakfast place and a dinner place right next to each other. That's not going to slide. You've got to you know really map out exactly how your stomach will travel that city. Am I mm. getting too far it's into kind this? Of important. <laughs> I think you, I think you're kind of right though, because you you don't want to overeat, because mm-hmm. then you're not going to enjoy the food you're going to have. So yeah, you kind of want to you want to plan your breakfast and your lunch and your brunch and your coffee and your dinner, but in a way that also means you're walking around and burning off some of that calories, so you're building <laughs> up an appetite. Mm. So many bridges in Budapest. So many bridges. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've walked around in that city. It's a, it's a lovely city to walk around in. It's 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 wonderful. It's beautiful. So many bridges, but mm-hmm. my God, like was it what 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 was it? Is it Langosh? Was it Langosh? Langosh, something like that. The, yeah, Lang. Oh man, that was good. <laughs> which brings us to like the, one of the points we wanted to hit today, which is street food, right? Mm. I mean, when I go to a city, street food is where I want to be. Like that's the food culture I would, you know, because like high food, high dining, is that the word? I don't know. Fine I don't want to spend dining, a lot of I think maybe fine dining. Fine, fine dining, yeah. yeah. I don't mm. really want to spend a lot of money to experience, you know, what you know, Hungarians think of French cuisine. I want to see Hungarian cuisine, right? Mm. And what do you I eat think, on a day-to-day basis? 
Yeah. What, 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 what do you have while you're waiting at the bus stop? <laughs> Late to your next meeting. Well, if you're in Hungary, apparently it's a sort of fried bread, which I have discovered is most places have some form of fried <laughs> dough, which is generally delicious pl- and heart-stopping. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. You just slather it in butter. It's great. <laughs> oh, no. Totally, no, no. totally healthy. Totally healthy. My one weakness, butter. Butter and everything. <laughs> I mean, although, you know, talking about like butter and, you know, like street food and stuff is, is one thing I have noticed going around certain places, due because, I, I, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, because I'm a vegetarian. Mm. Like, sometimes you go to places and they're super famous for a very particular type of food or, you know, their delicacy, and it's like, oh my God, that looks amazing. I can't eat that. Mm. And... It's like you know, so many places are so famous for their meats and their uh, yeah. and, and, and their delicacies and their and their offals. I remember the first souvlaki you had in Greece, and it was basically just you had the the bread, you had the chips, you <laughs> had just, the salad, and that was it. <laughs> salad. Oh, <laughs> there was tzatziki. There was tzatziki. That was yeah. true. But like for you know, because he, he like, had a potato sandwich. It was a yes, chip butter. It was, it it was, was a it was Greek still, chip butter. It was. <laughs> oh my god, it was a chi- it, it, it was a great chip butter, yeah. I mean, you know, since hmm. then we have found variations with falafel or halloumi and things that you can eat, but that first time it's like, what, what's the vegetarian <laughs> option? They just take the meat and they just go, here, we'll give this to someone else. <laughs> I have traveled thousands of kilometers and this is what I'm eating, a chip butter. <laughs> On the other hand... On the other hand, in Oslo, you were treated to something because you're not actually a vegetarian, you're a pescatarian, right? You eat fish. Yeah. So mm. in Oslo, when we they had a really nice culture of food halls, you know, which is kind of like the, oh, the, the yeah. indoor version of street food. It's street food off the street. And mm. I seem to remember you dying and going to some sort of food heaven. There was there was like this is this food hall in Oslo. And there was like a fishmonger, and they were doing gravlax, which is which is like a, it's like a it's like a cured salmon, so like a smoked kind of like smoked type. salmon, I guess, yeah. oh. kind kind of yeah. And um and they were doing it on this um like uh, on, on this open sandwich kind of thing, mm-hmm. and legitimately took the guy like twenty minutes to make it, and he was slicing this fish super super thinly, and oh and. It was the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life. It was <laughs> that legitimately. It was legitimately eye-opening. I, it was. Hmm, that sounds delicious, <laughs> and that sounds like it something was. I should make. An, I shall, you know, make a note to come back and listen to this episode to remember what <laughs> this place is, and actually go to it. <laughs> that's how you do things. And and that's the thing. It was it was re- it was it was really really good, and it was fantastic. And it, I wouldn't have had it if I hadn't have gone to this particular food hall. Hmm. Mm. Um, because that was the weirdest thing in the in the other in the other food hall in Oslo that we went to, is the first time I had, believe it or not, it was the first time I had tacos, in a Norwegian food hall, hmm. and it was very very good. They were excellent. I remember that place. That they were excellent. And I also remember on, I think we went to a different food hall every day in Oslo because I remember one on the final day, we could have literally spent the entire day in there because you sort of went in and you had like your breakfast, then you find like a little pub and you have a beer, then you have a coffee and then, you know, you can spend the whole day in them and not eat the same thing twice. They're amazing. And also do your grocery shopping. Yes. Because there's like there's like fruit and vegetables and butchers and 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 fishmongers and a guy selling affogato, which was also insane. Ah, uh, 
who whoever right. had the idea of pouring espresso over gelato was a genius, and they should be more well known, and there should be statues oh. built to them. <laughs> There should be statues, statues everywhere. Uh, I, I have tried one of those over the weekend by accident. Well, did you spill an espresso <laughs> by accident? Did you? <laughs> I, I had an espresso and somebody had just ordered ice cream and I'm sitting there thinking, can I have a little scoop? And just dumped it into the coffee. I'm sitting there thinking, why have mm. I never done this before? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, because like, I'm guessing affogato is like an Italian thing, hmm. I'm assuming from the name. But it's like with the food hall things, potentially, it's really interesting going from place to place and seeing, like, trying out the local street food, but mm -hmm. also seeing, like, how they do other regions' foods, like, oh, a variation yeah. on, like... Oh, yeah. Like, like you go to some, you go to one place and, you know, they're doing another culture's food and it's like, it's because they're doing it in their own way with their own twist. It's like, oh, wow, this is, you know, you're not going to get that flavor anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's it's a really fun part of traveling is... Trying the local food, but also trying the the spices and the variations on on other people's stuff, like a Greek chip buddy. Hmm. I'm making it positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the sushi boom. Like you can have sushi in every city, and you'll you know you'll always get your your nigiri, your sashimi, your California roll, which is not. Hmm. But you'll also get like their regional versions, and you'll get you know their regional hmm. fish, their take on it, and. It's why, like, when I go somewhere new, I want to place, like, a burger and pizza ban on myself. It's like, I eat burgers and pizza a lot, more than I should. So if I go hmm. to a new city, I don't want to, you know, sit down and go to McDonald's. Like, McDonald's is for the airport. You know, this is when, like, yeah. I'm traveling. I don't know how long I'm going to be in this tightly sealed yeah. hermetic box. I'm going to eat something that's safe, <laughs> that is well cooked. I know what... I, <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm going to eat... It's, it's not that it's safe. It's that I know exactly how my body is going to respond to this. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've had the exact yeah. same meal in different places. Whereas when I go into a city, <laughs> I don't want to be like, okay, let's go get McDonald's. Let's go get another burger. But, hmm. but... Here's the thing. Some cities have mind-blowingly good burgers. I mean, Jeff, really do, you, do. do you remember? Again, I know we're, uh, we're spending a lot of time in Oslo because that city was amazing and I love it so much and I really <laughs> want to go back. But there was that mm, amazing it was place. Fantastic. It was like a... American oh, like the, the hole in the wall burger place. Yeah, like it was an American style diner yeah, yeah. layout, and they had that really crazy wall art of like the burger ingredients exploring a jungle and finding like a, you know, <laughs> yeah. an engraved burger thing. It was very, mm. yeah, it, it was, was very cool. psychedelic. It was weird, but it was cool. And their burgers mm. were amazing. Oh my word, like <laughs> mind blowingly good. Oh. Well, and as a vegetarian, it's difficult to find good burgers because you know there's a whole there's a whole thing with you know getting the texture right, getting the flavor right, yada yada yada. Look, uh, if you put uh, a mushroom, these burgers were good. If you just put a mushroom between two slices of bread, don't tell me it's a burger. Like you know, at least make an effort, <laughs> make an effort, like a bean burger I, I, or a I'm, tofu I'm, burger I'm, or I'm a very... satan burger. Just don't give me a <laughs> grilled mushroom and tell me it's a burger. And, and, and I'm very you... very half and half on them impossible burgers. Those. They're an interesting experience, but the you know they're interesting. There are better, in my opinion, there are better 
meat alternatives basically, out there. Basically, basically. But, but I also don't like the flavor of meat, so I don't really go for the meat flavor meat. replacements yeah. anyway. The fake meat flavor. Yeah, it definitely seems as though the consensus is, this is a nice try, but is it good? Not quite. It's like, why does my fake burger bleed? Why is this a thing? <laughs> Nobody asked for this. So it, it, it is one of those things where this is where we swing back around to the research. Jeff and I will be going to Austria in a few months. And, you know, we've been planning the trip and, you know, talking with all of us that are going. And the first thing we did was like, okay, this part of the city is famous for food. Let's go here. Let's go here. Like, you know, it comes very naturally to do that. At the same yeah. time, like, I want to experience what the city has to offer. I want to go to, apparently in Vienna, there is a delicatessen chocolatier. I don't know what, some sort of sweet making place that is like 300 years old. Yes, I'm going there. Mm. You know, yes. like, this isn't it's, up it's for like, debate. Like, <laughs> if, if a... Apparently they've also... <laughs> the, 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 these are the places where the flavor doesn't come from the manufacturing process. The flavor comes from the factory. You are tasting the factory. <laughs> you are tasting literal history. If something has survived yeah. for that long, it's because it's good. I'm, I'm going mm. out on that limb. Well, it's also like apparently, you know, it's got some of the oldest coffee culture in Europe mm -hmm. because they've had coffee for such a long time since like the 1600s or something. It's one of those wonderful geographic things, you know, because it's at that point where East meets West. So many cultures yeah. come together. It produces wonderful things like that, like a incredibly old coffee culture. Hmm. Vienna was the heart of like, um, you know, Central and Central Europe um, and the European Asian divide for so long. It was, you know, it's a massively important city. Hmm. So it's got a lot of really cool food places and there's a chocolate museum and I'm very excited about going to the chocolate museum. I am going to, go to the chocolate museum. <laughs> I am going to be a very, very, very large child at oh, the chocolate museum. I am. I'm going to have it all over my face. I'm going to be like Augustus Gloop. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I have a funny little story there, actually, on the topic of chocolate. Where would you think, you know, chocolate comes to mind? What country would come, you know, what country comes to mind? Ecuador. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's I, not... I was thinking more Switzerland. <laughs> Belgium for me? Uh, I mean, Swiss. Belgium, yeah. Belgium. Yeah. Well, Swiss chocolate, like, as, as, as a sort of, you know, very popular culture kind of thing. It's like, oh, Swiss, Swiss chocolate, right? I remember spending a week in Switzerland on a family vacation. Mm -hmm. And we went, we experienced the sights and sounds of the country. We did like a nice full-on tour through the different regions. And, and the, the food there was amazing. Yeah. Mm. Well, again, another melting pot country. Uh, melting pot, chocolate. Ah. Uh, it's, it, uh, it's a, oh. it's a culture jokes, you can but I'm making dip the bad into. Jokes for you. <laughs> uh, well, it was, I quit. It was, it was, I'm quitting the podcast. I think at one of the restaurants in like a very sort of green area, no cars at all, like up in the mountains. I cannot remember if it's called Zermatt. Um, sat down. I decided to order a salad on the day. I was feeling very, you know, self-conscious. This is the most delicious salad I've ever had in my entire life. I'm sitting there thinking, like, where do they grow this stuff next door? And lo and behold, we finish up, you know, pay, pay our bill, take two steps outside, and there's quite literally a cabbage patch mm. right as you're leaving the restaurant. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it is amazing when you can go to a place um, and... I don't think I don't think I've ever eaten at one of these places. I would like to, like the garden to table type of places, mm. you know, where they're doing they're doing the local they're doing the local food with the lo literally the local food with the what they can grow in that region. Mm -hmm. 
um, what they can grow at that time of year and then just do their thing with it. And it's like, it's, that's, that's, I guess that's another really good, that's another, a really good thing about when you're traveling somewhere, you can get a food that you can only get in that place at a particular time of the year. Mm. Going back to Norway, Oslo, cloudberries. The cloudberries. <laughs> yeah, I'm just literally oh, thinking okay. cloudberries. Man. <laughs> Man, cloudberries. Oh, cloudberries. Or like mm. Greece with the mastika flavor. Like you're only. Oh, yeah, the, ma- the mastika in Greece, yeah. Well, because, you know, you go Ooh. anywhere else and like maybe you get some like imported things, but because it's only really produced in that part of the world, they put it in everything. Mm. Mm. Oh, the mastica bread. Oh, my God. Mm. Well, so it's that good. time of the year. Much tzareki has been consumed, and I am a very happy chappie. <laughs> 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 but on the topic of, like, you know, just starting that interest of, like, exploring new foods, definitely do your research. I think around the time of the uh, the sort of, like, Asian food, Japanese culture, like popular culture, at least in the region here. And we're starting to see a few Japanese restaurants open up, a few sushi bars open up. I think when I was much younger, this was my very first experience with sushi. We ended up at a fusion, sort of like Italian-Japanese restaurant. Mm. So my family being the sensible people they were, you know, they stuck with the tried and true things. In an Italian restaurant, it's, mm-hmm. I will have the pizza, I will have the pasta. Mm-hmm. I decided to get a little bit adventurous. Mm. Like, I have never had sushi before. Today is the day I, tr- I decide to try sushi. So I'm, I'm sat there at the table. And, you know, to somebody who's never witnessed this or experienced this before, the sight of seeing somebody eat raw fish is... Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's something. It's something, definitely. And it was an interesting experience for, you know, a, a first time trying the stuff. Mm. And it sat well. Good. Okay. Okay. That story's that, going in a good that, direction. That, well, that's good because <laughs> the other direction is not so good. <laughs> well, well. Oh, this, no. this is where the do your research part comes into play. I was wondering what the little, uh, little green sort of tofu thing on on the plate <laughs> was. <laughs> and I thought this must be maybe like an aftermint. Oh no! So I proceed to take oh, no. the entire thing. <laughs> no! <laughs> Pour it in my mouth. <laughs> no. As a child does. <laughs> I'm literally screaming into the past, like, don't do it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know. How much did it hurt? <laughs> Wasabi. Yes, I, 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 I finished up all the all all the water oh, on the no. table, and yeah, I disappeared. Like tears for pouring out your eyes. Out. Oh, it was, it was horrific. Not. I bet you could breathe like you'd never breathe. Like it, that stuff really clears the sinuses. <laughs> but I mean, this is the uh, thing. Like we've done a food episode before, right? We've done mm-hmm. a food episode before. And this is the opposite. Back then we we're talking comfort food. The food that you sort yeah. of come back to when you want to feel cozy and just, you know, wrap yourself in a, you know, in a culinary blanket. When food and travel, this is adventure. Like, this is one of the ways that I want to experience the world. And it has taken time because I can be quite, personally, I can be quite sensitive with food. Like, certain flavors don't agree with me, certain things I just don't like. And I've had to kind of force myself to go, no, 
Be adventurous. Go out there. You're in a new place. Try things. You never know what you're mm. going to like again. And mm -hmm. you know, even if sometimes that means putting a large globule of wasabi into your mouth and then crying <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> at least it's an adventure and it's a story, right? It, 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 it's it a fun story. It, it was. It was for sure. And you know, ultimately, I became a fan. Of wasabi. Sometimes you do learn something, <laughs> you know, something new or something important. Like, for example, I learned that I am a viciously allergic to eel. I cannot eat that. <laughs> so yes. that's good to know. That that's really good, to, good know. to know. Yes, I remember the first time we all thought like, <laughs> That's that's peculiar. That's never happened before. The second time, yes, this is definitely some sort of intolerance. Maybe we should take this off of the menu when Jeff is eating. I can never eat. I can never eat the London staple of jelly deals. Hmm. Oh no! How will you I'm ever kind survive? Of, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with this. I'm kind of all right with it. But 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 sometimes the meals themselves, they are experiences. They're you know, depending on where you go in the world, there are some very strongly flavored meals and things you will only experience in those regions like you know we'll have you'll never come across anything like it anywhere near where you live well like the um for example it in denmark uh, i've been to and throwing them quite a bit and they have there it's not they have a mackerel but it's not it's not fermented it's like a it's a very strong type of cured mackerel and it's mm. a very very strong singular flavor that's very very nice but you have to be in the mood for it otherwise it will just slap you around Oh yeah, yeah. Or the Greek garlic paste that you get here with your oh. food. It's delicious, but either everybody eats it or nobody eats it. That's like just <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> oh. is, that not, is that not is, is that not the rule with all garlic? Yeah, like don't be that guy. Don't be like you know. I don't really fancy the scorvalia today, and then like you're. <laughs> surrounded by that smell for the rest of the day and there's nothing you can do about it and just just eat it and suddenly you're immune if you eat it you're immune to the to the smell and it's fine there is a middle eastern meal i think it is jordanian it's called mensef mm -hmm. it is notorious <laughs> as as an experience i believe it's it's rice and meat prepared in a stew mm. and there is a serving of what I assume is something somewhere, somewhere between like a dried yogurt and a cheese. Oh my. It, it, uh, <laughs> you make it sound so nice. <laughs> there, there is no explaining it. It hits you. You experience it. Very pungent. You experience it. The meal itself is quite nice, but it is never something that comes up as like I would like to have this today. Mm. I mean, this is the thing. Like, and this is what I love about traveling is these experiences. I remember when I visited your neck of the woods, and we had the roasted lamb with rice meal. Uh, and <laughs> the food and, and the coma many variations meal. of it. Yes, yeah. the food coma. I think this was the first time you've experienced the food coma of such. Of that intensity, yes. But what I'm also remembering is that you had the drink that you went that went with it. That as somebody who you know grew up in England, I had an experience of this type of. I'm, I don't want to call it a beverage. It's a dip. In England, it's a dip. You know, yogurt with mint. <laughs> it's a condiment. It's a condiment. It's a condiment, and I don't like it as a mm. condiment. The same thing was served as a drink, and there was just like that point. <laughs> and I think you have to have these experiences, like because. You never know what you're going to like. 
But you also never know what your mm. brain is going to go. Nope, not food. Not for us. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a point of reference is good. That, that, that's pretty much it. You want a point of reference. Like you have an idea of what this flavor profile is like. This mm -hmm. is something I may enjoy or this is something I may not enjoy. But it, it is important to have that sort of like first contact. I, mm, I'm okay definitely. to have my mind blown. I just need to be prepared. Like I have no idea what this is going to be. I am mentally mm. prepared for this. But mm. I would rather go in and have my mind blown than come home and think I wish I'd have tried that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, well, like, why go some? Why go somewhere new and have the same you know, and not and have the same food you always did? Oh, exactly. Yes. Like this is a point where <laughs> indulgence wins out for me every time. Like. Mm. I'm going to like try and temper myself so that I'm not literally, you know, staggering back to the to the hotel, like unable to move because I've eaten everything. And this is another reason I love traveling with people, because maybe like share your food order. You know, if you're with three people, order three different things and share everything. Mm -hmm. That way you get to try everything rather than like, mm -hmm. hmm, I don't know what to try. I'm going to order everything and feel sick afterwards. <laughs> Fun tip: As um, if if you're a vegetarian, always travel with meat eaters because that way you don't have to share your food. Oh, oh no, no, it's worse because the the meat eaters are like, oh, can I try a bit of that? That looks nice. Would you like to try some of mine? And you've got like you know meat juice dripping over it. You're like, yeah, I'm good, thanks. This this is this is like when you get pizza as a group and everybody eats the margarita and then all that's left is the pepperoni. And you're like, thanks guys, this is this is terrible. I've had one slice of margarita pizza. You guys suck. Oh. When you order pizza like as a group this is completely off travel but when you when you order pizza as a group i almost always want to say like Whoa. let's order a margarita as well for the table because nobody mm. asks for margarita but everybody wants margarita once technically this is travel food because the pizza travels from the pizza place to you <laughs> and, and the margarita so travel is technically food. the palate cleanser of pizzas isn't it Nah. It's like, ah, I, mean, I would like a little bit of anchovy. I'm feeling a little bit, I'll have I'll have the pizza with the asparagus and a little bit of, a, you know, frou-frou cheese. And then you try that. It's like, really... this is not as good as I had imagined. Can I have just like, what cheese a piece of New pizza? York? I just want a piece of New York style <laughs> pizza. Just cheese, tomato and bread. Just give me pizza. Speaking of pizza, though, I can work this back into the episode. So I'm, I'm, I, I can bring this <laughs> bring back around. Stay bring with home, me, guys. Jeff. Come on, bring it home. I can bring it home. I can bring it home. Believe in me. Believe in me. <laughs> so in Denmark, I had a pizza at a particular pizza chain. It's The pizza chain's great. It's The, the decor is all bright, hot pink. It's very, very fun. <laughs> oh, nice. But they did a thing I'd never had before, which was like white pizza. So ah, instead of a tomato yes. base, it was like a pesto a base. Oh, oh it's a, I've had like a bechamel-based pizza, but yours is a pesto I've, base. I've had yeah. those too. And, then, and it was like covered in like truffle oil and there was like goat Ooh. cheese and stuff. It that was a really, flavor. really good. That is a strong flavor pizza. It worked. It worked really, really well. And it was something that I'd never had before and I'd never seen it anywhere else before. And you guys know me. I love pizza. Mm, so I have yes. sampled many, many pizza. And it was like... This is new. This is really, really nice. And so, yeah, when you go into new places, yeah, it's like that that variation on on another thing. You might some, find something that's really, really nice. I, th I think the key... See, I brought, I brought it round. I brought it round. <laughs> he did bring it round just like the pizza because it is a round ah. shape. <laughs> He's coming around, isn't he? All right, I'll show myself out. <laughs> I, think, I think the key point is sampling. Oh, I think yes. quite literally the key point with mm. a lot of these meals, a lot of these dishes, a lot of these experiences is sampling. You don't have to have a full meal as long as you get a little bit of a taste. 
back to street food. You might food. be able to it's assess whether you like this or not. It's what's so great about street food because you can get a single serving of something, mm. you know, rather than having to sit down at a restaurant, order what might end up being quite an expensive meal. Like you could just go to a guy, he gives you a small sample size or something. Do I like this? Do I not? Yeah. It's, it's, it truly is an excellent way to experience a country's cuisine. I will die on this hill. Mm. And you will definitely die. Well, you will die on the bottom of the hill because you'll be too full to climb up the hill. <laughs> Rolling down uh, the hill. Why would they be so to watch? Why, why would they put the food at the top of the hill? I can't. I just can't. Well, you have certainly convinced me. I will take that into consideration. Mm. Okay. But, all right, for final thoughts this week, what I want you guys is there's a type of food that to me is intertwined with travel. To me, like they are the same thing. So, do you want ice cream, gelato, or soft serve? What's your preference? Ice cream. Prefer Ooh. Preferably pistachio. Pistachio <laughs> ice cream. In a waffle cone. Hmm. See, I, I'm gelato all the way. Still the waffle cone, but no, give me gelato. I've, I've, I've mm. had gelato. There was also a regional variant sometimes you find. I think they make it with mastic. Gelatish? Yeah, gelatish, no. <laughs> uh, Middle Eastern version of the name is like Buda, Buza, depending on, you know, the, where you're from, the pronunciation. But I think it, it's mm. beaten. It's frozen and beaten. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Mm. And that's your preference? You want the, you, you want your ice cream beaten into submission? Uh, a nice gooey mess. Yes. No, the answer is all of them. I have no preference. It's what's available at the time. Nice. Just <laughs> give me ice cream. cream. Reginald, bring gelato. me all of the ice cream. Yes. <laughs> I love gelato. I love soft serve ice cream. I underestimate soft serve. Like, I always go for the regular ice cream uh, because I love pistachio ice cream so, so much. Hmm. But... <laughs> Whenever I eat soft serve ice cream, I always think, oh my God, this is delicious because it's always more substantial and solid than I think it will be. Hmm. Yeah. It surprises you. But like for me, there's just nothing I enjoy more than just a nice ice cream in a new place, taking in the sights and just, ah, there's just something so wonderful about that image to me that it, I can't separate did it you from say an, Did you say an ice cream or nice cream? Because I heard nice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not talking. I think we made him mad. Mm. I, th I think it's that definitely sounds like a sort of ritual, like a mental snapshot. This is something familiar in a nice setting in a new place. Yeah, like it's a, a good way of um, anchoring something. Something similar, but yeah, an, yeah, an anchor point. Yeah, you know, it's like you remember this place, this ice cream, this view. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I might take. I, I, I don't. I might start doing that. That sounds like a good idea. I, yeah. I like that. Not with, not with the gelato, though. That's, <laughs> not with the gelato, though. No, no, no. no. All right. Pistachio or peanut? <laughs> peanut ice cream. Uh, I've come around to peanut or Snickers ice cream. Love oh, it. <laughs> we, we, we haven't mentioned toothpaste flavored ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mint chocolate mint, chip. Mint, mint chocolate yes, chip. It is, it is good. It is good. That it's it, not it, common anymore. Like it seems to have fallen out of favor. But when it's when it's only there, where that... you are, I we can, <laughs> wherever I go, it's always there. It's just whenever you're around, they don't sell it because they <laughs> see me coming and they know it'll break my heart. <laughs> this is very polarizing. You either hate it or you love it. There's no in between. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, thank you for listening. I hope we have successfully cleansed the palate so that you're ready for our next episodes. We're really excited about what we're coming up with. We're actually planning on revisiting a couple of the themes now that we are 20 episodes on. So look forward to that. If you want to go back and listen to them, they're all there. I hope you've enjoyed this one. We've been Indulgently Minimal. We are at Indulgently Mini on Twitter. We're also Indulgently Minimal on Instagram. Any thoughts, questions, comments, just shoot us an email at indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. I've been Moggy and I have been joined by Jeff. Yeah, thanks guys. Just remember to go easy on yourselves. And Murdoch. And remember folks, indulge a little. In bite sizes. (laughs) Indeed. Nice. Thanks for listening. See you for the next one. Take care. Bye. See you later. Take care, everyone.